You are about to experience the Jerry Banfield Show. Thank you for being here with us today. The purpose of this show is to help you learn something new, leave you feeling better than before you got here, and to give you access to tools, for example, books, practices, and ideas that can make your life better. These episodes are recorded live on Facebook Gaming, and if they're not on Facebook Gaming, they'll be recorded live on Twitch. If you'd like to participate in the conversation, I go live most days at 11 a.m. Eastern. I also upload these recordings as videos on my YouTube channel. If you'd prefer to watch the videos, you can hop on over there. I'm extremely grateful for your support on this podcast. And if you listen to this every day, the intro is exactly 60 seconds long. So if you start a new episode, you can just hit click forward 30 seconds twice to get right to it. Let's talk about the book Breath by James Nestor, because especially if you have any breathing problems or even if you don't, even if you just want to feel your best and be at your top health, this is one of the more powerful books I've read lately. A couple of months ago, I had a little sinus stuffiness for a couple of days, which as a person who sets an intention to be at the highest health I can be, who consistently feels fantastic, who consistently gets reviews by other people, anywhere from doctors to my herbologist today, that you are in fantastic health, I take note and uh, ask for help at even the smallest little symptom to, as a sign, my body's a little out of balance. And this book came to me through a friend in Alcoholics Anonymous. I was talking to him one night and I had this bit of a sniffle and I was just praying to get some guidance on how to be free of sniffles for the rest of my life. And this book came in to my awareness through a recommendation from my friend and I just ripped through this book. And wow, I'll give you some of the kind of a summary of it and we'll have a discussion about everything related to it. What's up, Brian Burgess? Thanks for being here. Jesse Juan, nice to see you on the live. You'll notice I just took a big deep breath through my nose there. If I could summarize this book in one sentence in terms of an actionable thing you can do, it's be this. Always breathe through your nose. That's the simplest summary I can give you of this book. Breathe always through your nose. Your nose is intended to take all of your air in and out. The mouth is an emergency breathing system. For example, if somebody punched you in the face and your nose fell apart, then your mouth would be an emergency breathing functioning system in that scenario. A lot of us have picked up the habit of mouth breathing in various places. And according to this book, he did a little experiment on himself where he plugged his nose and could not nose breathe for two weeks and his health dramatically went downhill in just two weeks. And he refers to some studies where they plugged the noses of monkeys for a much longer time, and the monkey's health just continued to spiral downhill. And you can see this in a lot of human beings. If you look at people who are in bad health, I would bet a higher than percentage of them are mouth breathers, according to the research in this book. And if you look at someone who's in great health, I would bet a higher percentage of them are nose breathers. I've even found if I've done some very long live streams where I'm consistently breathing through the mouth because I'm talking, that I will feel 
significantly lower in energy after the live stream. And it's not because I was really stressed out from the live stream. It's simply because my mouth breathing. So I consistently slow my talking down since reading this book and take some more deep nose breaths in. Now, one of the first questions you're going to ask is, well, what if my nose is stuffed up? I've got a deviated septum, blah, blah, blah. I was born with a deviated septum also. And what I've been shocked to find and what James talks about in this book is that the more you, if you don't use it, you lose it. The less you breathe through your nose, the weaker and more difficult it will get. And the more you breathe through your nose, the stronger and more open it will get. And as Jesse commented about, once you breathe through your mouth, it'll change the shape of your face or your jaw. Yes, your body is not some stagnant, rigid piece of bones and meat that, well, if it is, you're probably going to die soon because healthy bodies tend to be flexible and constantly adjusting and adapting. Even things like face structure can be changed. And the more you breathe through either your mouth or your nose, the structure of your face can actually change to support that. So if you breathe through your mouth all the time, you can atrophy your nose where it gets even more difficult to breathe through it because you're not using it. Your body figures we don't need this. We're not going to put any energy into maintaining it. The more I've been breathing through my nose since this book, I've found that I can breathe through the smallest little opening in my nose. That at no point have I ever had to resort to mouth breathing since I've read this book. And now normally when I would go for a run or get into some intense exercise, I would mouth breathe. And reflecting on my previous experience, as soon as I started mouth breathing, it was over. My energy was going downhill. The pain was going uphill. And that's because mouth breathing's not as good as nose breathing. When you breathe through your nose, it's like you're breathing through an air filter. When you're breathing through your mouth, there's no air filter. Not only that, but your nose, as I've learned from this book and I verified in myself, your nose actually switches which nostril is the primary breather during the day, which is really cool. Right now, my nose is primarily breathing through the right nostril. The right nostril is the get amped up, energize, fire up. Like if you're going to work out or do something like this, that's a right nostril breathing kind of exercise. When I was getting a massage earlier today, I was left nostril breathing because left nostril is, as James says in the book, kind of a calm down, relax, go within, and rest and digest kind of breathing. And thus, it's important to breathe through. I've been finding a lot of good feelings breathing consistently through my nose. And it's been really cool to see how the nose actually opens and closes. My body will actually switch sides of the nose it's breathing through. Jesse said, exactly. Nose breathing can calm nerves and anxiety. Paul says, buddy, can you recommend amend anything that can improve my breathing. Yes, Paul, read this book. If you want to improve your breathing, read the book Breath. I'm giving you the tip of the iceberg, a little bit of discussion. This book can help a lot with your breathing. Nose breathing helps a bunch. And uh, what James talks about in the book is that we have this idea that more air is better and I used to struggle to nose breathe lots of times because my nose would get a little stuffed up or I'd have a little tiny air hole through my, say, my body was trying to breathe through the left nostril and I'd get 
think of it as being stuffed up and I would overcompensate by trying <laughs> like trying to and my nose would get all blocked up and then I would just mouth breathe. One of the most helpful things to consciously do with the breath is take it in through the nose and take the absolute deepest, slowest breath possible. These breaths tend to be very relaxing, very nourishing for the body. And the more you expand your lung capacity, it's absolutely fantastic for your health. In fact, James talks about in this book how people with emphysema can essentially just through focused breathing, filling their lungs up as much as possible, can minimize or almost eliminate the effects of their emphysema by using more of the lung capacity they have. Most of us, or a lot of us, at least where I live in the USA, are in the habit of taking a lot of really shallow, quick breaths. Kind of breathing like... And we think like more breaths is better. But what I aim to do and what James suggests in the book is to take a breath about every five seconds. So to take one breath in for two seconds and a breath out for two seconds. And I generally aim to go slower with my breathing if possible. I've tried breaths as long as 30 seconds. So a 15 second inhale, 15 second exhale. Let me go ahead and demonstrate that for you. That was only 20 seconds. That was a 10 second in because I took a little bit fast of an initial breath. And what you can do is just slow your breath down. And what you'll be amazed to find is that you don't need that much air to get a hell of a lot of oxygen. What's up, Robert? Nice to see you today. Paul, I also saw an interesting thing in this book that said when you lose weight, you actually lose most of the weight through your breath rather than through other parts of your body because of however the metabolism works in the body that you're actually gonna end up breathing out most of the weight you're losing. Another cool thing in the book is that a lot of us think carbon dioxide is bad. Like we wanna push out all the bad carbon dioxide, but really carbon dioxide is good for the body. It regulates a ton of functions. And the key thing is to have your carbon dioxide in balance. And you want your carbon dioxide levels to be at a good place. And one of the therapies he tries in the book is taking a huge dose, a big breath of carbon dioxide, which can help with some health problems. If you have any breathing-related health problems and even problems like anxiety, there's all kinds of things that breath can assist with. If you have low energy, you can easily spin your energy up by breathing intentionally faster and slower. What's up, Bryce, Kelly? Nice to see you today. I love you all, and that's why I do these. This book has been one of the more impactful books I've read recently in terms of changing my daily habits. Thanks, Carlos. I imagine we're gonna have a fantastic stream. Eddie Holmes, what's up? And one of the main adjustments I've made by reading this book is by breathing through my nose and taking long, slow breaths and conscious breaths whenever possible. I remember in first grade, I was on the playground and I was consciously aware that I was breathing and felt like I had to manually breathe my lungs. I had this horrible fear 
like I was never going to be able to f just breathe automatically again, that I'd have to keep focusing on breathing like, oh my God, what a chore to take air in and out of these lungs all day. Ugh. And sure enough, I ran around and forgot about it right after that. And now today I have the opposite approach that as many times as possible, I set my intention to remember to consciously breathe because if you find you're stuck in your head and you have racing thoughts, the antidote, and I got this book right when I was praying to slow my mind down also, and my mind has slowed down drastically because of taking these deep, slow, in and out nose breaths. And yes, like Bryce said, no, nose breathing helps a lot when my kids anger me. It just helps me to calm down. I tell my son this. He gets, he's two and almost three. He gets himself all worked up. <laughs> I'm like, son, close your mouth. Take a long, slow, deep breath through your nose and you'll be okay. <laughs> and I realize he's three years old. He's learning how to use his body. What's silly is that some of us as adults have been alive 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, still haven't got much past that point as a three-year-old and as a 30, like you still having a panic attack doing a <laughs> Get a hold of your breath. And once, you, once I find I have control of my breath, it's much easier to have control of the entire rest of my body and my mind. The breath is this, very basic gateway to consciousness, to relaxation, to peace, to control. It's amazing. Michael Scott Messer, nice to see you today. Coming up on 1,900 days following. All yes, I believe James talks about in this book how monks can use the breath to lower their heart rate. James talks about a bunch of amazing things that monks can do with their breath. And basically monks, people who've focused on, practiced, and spend a lot of time and energy paying attention to the breath, seeing exactly what they can do with the breath. He has stories of how monks are able to heat their body up so much that they can sit outside with almost no clothes on and melt snow in freezing temperatures. I, of course, gave this a nice try at an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting one morning that was outside in the sun, but it was about 55 degrees and windy. So I come out there in a pair of like light pants, take my shirt off, sit in the sun and work on getting a tan. And I sit there and take more breaths than I need to. One way you can think of one way you can heat yourself up and energize yourself is to simply take more air into your lungs. So for example, if I go I mean, the longer I do that, the energy and the metabolism in mind, just doing that for a little bit, my body started sweating and heating up a little bit more. I have a, a fitness class I go to Monday and Thursday, and one thing the instructor has us do some days is we get out there and I'm breathing real slow, and he has us take these deep breaths, and my God, like my energy goes from relaxed and chill to like cranked up and ready to work out in a minute or two. Your breath is like a gas pedal for your body and your metabolism in terms of your energy. And you crank up your breath, you can crank your entire energy level right up with it. 
Leon says, what is this? This is what I'm excited to chat about today that I think by sharing this book and what I've learned here could have a huge positive impact on your life or someone who's watching alongside you or listening to this on my podcast. This is a book that has been life-changing for me. It's helped me. My health has went up significantly by consciously shutting my mouth whenever it comes to breathing. Clearly not for talking, but even talking less. The more I talk, the more I end up mouth breathing because at least I'm breathing out to talk. But also lots of times for expediency, I'll breathe in because... If I take a quick deep breath, I can pretty much keep talking just by mouth breathing and you can hardly know. I can just pretty much continuously talk and you can barely know that I'm taking a breath while I'm talking because I can kind of sneak some air in while I'm mouth breathing. But if I want to nose breathe, it takes a little bit longer. I see your bio. What do you mean clean? I'm sober from alcohol for almost seven years. And Michael says, what book would you say has the biggest impact on your life? Probably the book Alcoholics Anonymous because that was the book that was read alongside the AA program and reading that book and experiencing the program that it was created from and that goes along with it. When I saw how powerful the book Alcoholics Anonymous and the Fellowship of AA was in creating real change in my life and helping me stay sober and enjoy myself and get connected with people, I th thought, well, what other book can I read that will change my life? And since then, I've read about 200 books. And if you go to jerrybanfield.com, click on books, I've got a list of the 14 books I've published in order from oldest to newest. And yes, I realize it might be funny that I the first book I wrote was called Video Game Addiction Stories. I just posted that to see if I could get an audio book up and that was a little fun project I worked on. And I've got 200 or so books I've read. And it's really not any one book, though. What really it is, is the, it's the totality of all the books I've read. Like, this book had a, had a significant positive effect on my health. But this book alone wouldn't do much overall. But when I put this book together, plus the book Alcoholics Anonymous, plus... The Power Now by Eckhart Tolle, plus The Power of Intent by Wayne Dyer, The Art of Asking by Amanda Power, The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown, and all the other books I'm talking about, I'm doing one of these on almost a daily basis live on Facebook and then on my podcast, put part of it on there. It's reading 200 books that those books all combined have an incredible effect because it's a bunch of little improvements. For example... Book Alcoholics Anonymous helped me make probably at maybe a 10 or 20% improvement in my life at a minimum. Massive improvement. And almost every single other book I've read, maybe 1 to 10% improvement. So you put 200 books together, each making maybe a 1 to 10% improvement, and that adds up to just a, an amazing life today. I'm, I am so grateful that you all here, like Michael and who consistently ask questions. And those of you that are here chatting, like I'm glad some of you all want to hear what I've got to say because I look around and I see people suffering and struggling with things and I think 
Wouldn't they want to know how my life is going so well and it was going so poorly before? Like, wouldn't... I'm surprised in some ways and not in others that I think everybody would want to know what the hell happened and how do I get some of that? <laughs> so I'm glad you all do. Aaron says, my friend's addicted to alcohol, but I've tried helping him. He just won't accept help. And that's the thing, Aaron. We can only give our help to someone who will receive it, and we can only receive help if we are open to accepting it. There were a lot of people who yelled at me. There was a girl I dated, and she screamed at me in the middle of a drunken fight one night that I needed to get sober. My dad was an alcoholic and got sober at 40, and he told me I abused alcohol and led by example of having a sober life consistently suggested or you know, encouraged me to be sober. My job, I got in trouble and I was honest about my issues with alcohol and I went to an AA meeting with that, but I went home and drank right afterwards in 2005. I mean, I lost a job before because of things, almost all things that happened drunk that I'd worked really hard to get. My career as a police officer, my drinking was the only issue. I mean, the, sobri the sober mind that thought drinking was the best idea was clearly the real issue. However, the dr all the stuff I did drinking caused a lot of issues in my career as a police officer, which eventually led to leaving that. But I, would I wouldn't let people help me until I finally realized that this is killing me and I, am I want to live. I have a very strong desire to live and... I'll do whatever it takes. I'll accept whatever help is out there that's right for me and I will stay sober. And that's how I got ran into this book because I was talking to somebody after an AA meeting and so many books I've discovered have been talking with somebody after an AA meeting. I, one of the first books outside of Alcoholics Anonymous that somebody inside AA referred me to was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Because I wanted to be more spiritual and I wanted to really work the steps. And Janet, she suggested, why don't you read The Power Now by Eckhart Tolle? And I read that book and it was a massive breakthrough. The one thing you can do if somebody in your life is struggling, you can pray for them. You can absolutely pray for them. That does make a difference when they're ready to accept the prayers. Jose said, I remember reading 48 Laws of Power years ago. It turned me into a prick. I read 48 Laws of Power too, and I did go on a bit of a power trip myself after that as well. That was good experience. And every book, I trust if I'm enjoying a book that I wanna keep listening to it. Michael says, do you feel you want to write a book that is quite spiritual given your insight? I've written 14 books. I've got two of them that I consistently recommend. One is my speaker meeting 2017, especially if you've struggled with addiction. I go through my struggles with all kinds of addictions in the book speaker meeting 2017. And if you want a book that's just kind of interesting to listen to and gives you some insight into my life as a police officer, which was kind of my craziest time in my life, then the book Officer Banfield, I go into all those stories. I've done some books with like daily affirmations. I'm I'm not feeling called right now to narrate another book. However, I imagine a book another book may manifest in the future. 
What I like is having all of my content out there for free. I love, I sold paid courses and sold these books and focused on selling things a lot. And I love that all my stuff is out there for free. Rather, somebody's got a fortune and they're sitting in a mansion, can look at my streams on Facebook, listen to my podcast, search for my videos on YouTube. Or rather, somebody's in the middle of Africa and can barely get an internet connection but has a mobile phone. They can download one of my podcast episodes when they're on Wi-Fi, listen to it. I love that my teaching is available to anyone, anywhere, totally for free. I see for the entire course of my life and my teaching that that's the ideal space to put it in. Maybe someday if some publisher offers me a boatload of money and that feels exciting to me and I really want to write the kind of book they want written, maybe I'd publish another book. But for now and for the foreseeable future, I'm very happy making things that anybody can watch and interact with anywhere in the world. Brandon, thank you for the first stars on the stream today. 530 stars. Brandon says, for being clean, I'm in recovery, not AA. I'm in NA. Glad to hear that a streamer lets it be known. Yes, I put it right out there because I think it's when we're willing to talk about our dark side out in the open, or I call it a dark side, but really we want light and dark because if there was only light, you couldn't know only light. And if there was only dark, you couldn't know light. Like it's Lisa, nice to see you today. You have a P.O. box, I have a book that'll change your life. Brandon, if you go to jerrybanfield.com, you can send me a text message. I prefer to listen to audiobooks or podcasts. I do a lot with my eyes already, things like gaming. And then if I do have my eyes available, I'd like to watch live streams and share other streamers. In other words, I prefer not to read a book with my eyes. I I listen to this book and almost every book I'm telling you about on Audible with audiobooks. And I'm looking to get into some podcasts. I'd like to find a podcast like mine where it's the same person sharing these kinds of things and not doing interviews. I'm there's so many interview podcasts. I'd like I've listened to Wayne Dyer and I would listen to my own podcast, but creativity, creatively, that's a little like masturbating. I can only listen to my own stuff so much without essentially. <laughs> I love my own stuff that I create. I think it's helpful for me to take in somebody else's so I'm not just repeating myself all the time. I don't know if it's audio. Well, send me a text. I'm happy to take a look at it. Landon says, dark can't chase away dark, only light can do that. Well, it's nice when we're at a place of acceptance where things don't need to be chased away. Some people have incarnate, some immortal souls have incarnated in this lifetime to sing the blues. And all they're going to do in this lifetime is have an awful childhood and have a miserable adulthood and die. And that's all they're going to do. They're not ever going to get it together or have a, what someone else might think of as a wonderful, happy, peaceful, useful life. All they're going to do from the time they're born to the time they die is suffer and maybe get a few moments of joy as a kid, maybe some fleeting moments of joy as an adult, but pretty much they're going to sing the blues. And that's okay because as immortal souls, we choose these lives and these bodies 
and we want a variety of experiences. I'm grateful for the variety of experiences I've had today because that's what draw me. They draw me to the things I've experienced before. For example, what drew me to this book, which I doubt I would have read it if I hadn't been looking for two things. A way to consistently calm my mind down and be in my body and the end the elimination of any sinus cold sniffles i was looking and praying for those two things when i came across this book so it's the darkness that makes the light it's they they're complementary and what helps me is to let people be in their darkness and love people in their darkness that they don't need to change or be better because that helps me honor the same in myself and ironically that's what keeps me reading new books like this all the time i saw a man on the street today he was screaming at somebody and cursing out somebody on his phone or maybe he was recording a podcast episode i don't know but he was screaming at his phone his cell phone on the sidewalk i had arrived for my massage so i was in the place that felt right for me to be in now, previously, this kind of situation years ago would get ugly. I mean, I I would have conflict. I had had screaming fights with people in situations like this. I'd even went to my car to get my gun in situations like this before. And uh, those dark times showed me clearly what I don't want. I don't want to have conflict with people. I don't want to add to somebody else's darkness. I want to be the one that shows somebody there's a way out. And I want to be one who brings peace. And that peace is felt within any distance from me. That just by being here on this live stream or listening to this a podcast, you feel better. Or that just by being physically next to me without me even talking, you feel good. And what the really cool thing is, I've come to a place where I love myself so much and I know how much good energy I can give out that if I'm where I need to be, now I don't go in a bar looking to lift people up because I don't belong there. The people in the bar are not looking to hear about myself helping my alcoholism experience. I go where I'm excited and I feel called to go and if I'm there, I put out love and joy at other people. And this man was screaming out his phone and I walked over and waited to go in the door. And I consciously focused on him and put out a blast of love and acceptance and hope for this man. And guess what he did? He promptly, without even looking at me, walked away. Now the man who was in the building said that he had been there for hours before that. I walked up. This man walked away. And that's what I've noticed. The more... I take good care of myself, stay in my light, refuse to engage in thinking and contemplating and focusing on thoughts of harm and what I don't like. The more I focus on love and joy, people who are committed to being miserable will find my presence intolerable. That means someone will not be able to keep messaging me if I, no matter what, if they have all this negative stuff to say, someone will not be able to stand to continue to share that with me if I don't energetically respond the same way. If I respond with love, often I won't send much, if anything, back. 
and they'll find that boring. I'm not engaging, I'm not giving them anything back, they'll stop messaging. If it's in a physical presence, this same thing has happened to me repeatedly since I've learned this. I was walking down the street at maybe 7 p.m. It was just getting dark out in front of an AA meeting. There was a man screaming, perhaps homeless, screaming at people. F you. Again, same thing. That actually wakes me up even more. Whereas I can kind of afford to slack a little bit. I see somebody like that. It's like the lights come on at full... At full... What do you call it? The lights turn up, turn up to the max. And I really, I'm like, love and peace, joy, come on. Who wants a hug? And the dude who is screaming at people comes up and starts walking by me, gets completely quiet, puts his head down, walks by me, and once he physically gets about 20 feet away from me, you know, my aura wears off a little bit, he re returns to screaming. And I'm like, wow, like having your own energy in control of where you want to be has a noticeable impact on what energy you attract out of other people. And I've done that scenario a bunch of times with a bunch of different people. And that happens with my kids. Sometimes they'll be in a fuss. As soon as I walk in the door, they'll calm down. Other times my son cuts my hair <laughs> took the thing and threw it all the floor after he was pulling and pinching my hair, then he screams and cries. So I'm not coming to you saying I'm some saint that you know, nobody ever cries or has a hard time with me. What I am saying is that you can read, read books like this, read a little bit of a book like this, maybe 30 minutes or an hour every single day, and you absolutely will be blown away at how good your life can get. This is one of the books that significantly raised my whole consciousness and every single book that does that just it gets you in a place that's unrecognizable like where i am today seven years ago you know me and that person on the street might have been having words we i might have been threatening them with things or you know i, I might have been calling the police on them or or avoiding them out of fear of what would happen so that's why I share this stuff every day because I am excited about it and some of you are latching on to this and you're reading these books I'm recommending and you're getting the results I'm getting and you're loving it and you keep coming back for more. Yep, Michael says full beam. Zach says maximum lumens. Zach says that's so true. I stopped thinking negative and literally forced myself to think positive and do positive. Your life improves. What's up, Rich? Steven, I remember being reincarnated. I remember dying and I've remembered it in dreams. I've remembered it in hypnotherapy and uh, regressions. And I've remembered, I've got little memories just listening to a CD myself. And I've also gotten memories just walking my dog, listening to some dead mouse and that have just came to me. Brandon says it might be, it's called the science of self-realization written by one of the Buddhist monks about meditation and inner chakras. I love that book. All right, let me write that down. I, I see that whatever books I need to read next or what I'd love to read next will often come directly to me. Science of Self-Realization. And I love reading anything of a similar vibe. By reading these things, I'm programming myself to be like that. So I read something by a Buddhist monk that talks about, like I read Thich Nhat Hanh's book, A Buddhist Monk, about 
piece and uh, let's take Nan Han's book that I read. It's on the list. Check my list at jerrybanfield.com slash books. That book, I did a death meditation, just how he said to do it. And it dramatically improved my life and I overcame my fear of death. Every little thing you can do like that is massive. And it's like when you're flying a plane. And James Nestor in his book, Breath, was this the book? Or was it another one? I don't know, but maybe it was this one. It might have been this one that James used the example of flying a plane, that little changes in your habits. No, that was Atomic Habits. All right, we'll talk about that in another stream. But basically, all you need to do for to go on a drastically different course in your life is make a small adjustment today. For example, if you're flying from LA to New York and you just change the trajectory of the plane, you literally take and turn the wheel a small three degrees, which is less than 1% of the total ways you could turn the plane. You make a change less than 1% and the difference of that from going to LA to New York is you'd arrive in Washington DC instead. It's these little tiny changes we make in our lives that can give us dramatic shifts and dramatic improvements. So that's why every day I've got something to tell you about that can help you make a dramatic shift or a dramatic change in your life today. Did I miss anything? Jonathan says, hope you're well. How come you never play COD anymore? Because I don't want to. I think it's, in, it's incredibly important we do whatever we're passionate and excited about because to me, that's guidance from God, from my highest self. That's where I belong. If I'm cons and little kids are so good with that. They're consistently running around led by their excitement and get into Thomas, nice to see you again today. Little kids consistently have a great time and love their life because they're following their passion. And we think for some reason that basically telling kids to ignore your feelings, forget your passions, do what you're told, pay your bills, we think somehow and just you know, it doesn't matter if you don't want to do it or not, just do it because somebody else told you. And somehow we think that's better? I believe Jesus suggested the value of living like little children, and that's what I'm practicing. Michael says, what do you do when you have a creative block? What happens if you're stuck for something to talk about in your stream? Video games are very helpful for that one, Michael, because there was a day I wasn't really feeling anything inspirational to talk about. I was feeling a little bit down. And I'm here to let you know, you see how up I am consistently. And what you get on my live stream is an accurate reflection of how the rest of my life is. So most of the time, I'm very up. I'm very excited. I'm very grateful for my life. Occasionally, I get a little down whenever my thinking and actions do not align with how my source or my highest self or God is thinking. I get a little bit down. And on the particular day I'm thinking of, maybe a week ago, I was a little bit down. And I signed on and played some Magic the Gathering. And I played Magic the Gathering for two hours and I felt a little bit better. And it's great because the, the reason I play video games is because they help me feel good. If you're feeling bad, video games can help you have a great distraction and escape from feeling bad, which is a significant improvement in how you feel. And the better you feel, the better, the easier it is to keep feeling even better. So if you're feeling all upset and you can distract yourself with some video games for a little while, 
after you've done that, it can be easier to reach up to an even better feeling instead of just, you know, laying in depressed in bed all day and just not reaching for any better feeling. Thomas says those monks are pretty intellectual. They are. What's up, Chris? Nice to see you today. Well, thanks for a great discussion about breath. You can count on me to consistently keep showing up. So, Michael, if I have a creative block, I play some video games on my stream first instead of doing one of these chats. And uh, I find creative blocks are often, the more I'm trying to show up somewhere where I'm not truly inspired, that if I'm showing up there as a means to an end, I do get more creative blocks. For example, when I was posting on Steam, I'd hit some creative blocks. I'd real, I would struggle with things to share sometimes. And uh, what I find is the more I'm living my life and my purpose, I'm just doing what I do because I love it. I don't have very many creative blocks. Whereas the more I'm kind of like, if I'm trying to get money with what I'm doing, and like if I wouldn't do something for free just because it's fun and I'm trying to like get something out of what I'm doing, then I face more creative blocks. And that often is a sign to go do something else. It doesn't mean I have to give up whatever activity entirely, but it's just a sign, look, back off from that, go do something that's fun, enjoy your life, and then often I'm able to come back to the same thing with a new creative idea. I'm glad that's helpful, Michael. I appreciate you consistently watching the streams. Could you touch on our conversation? Daniel says, but Warzone Fs me up sometimes. Well, that's one thing I've been encouraging on my live stream is to look at how you feel when you play certain games because not all games will affect you and how you feel equally. So if you if you play Warzone, to me, that's a game to get really amped up and kind of excited, which can be stressful and not what you need. Sometimes you need a game that'll just help you relax, forget about your life, escape and enjoy a different universe. Whereas if your life feels like a war zone where people are constantly trying to screw you and you know metaphorically shoot you and take you down and compete and then you go play more war zone, that's often going to actually make you feel worse because your brain and your body are kind of sick of that all day and they want something different. So if you just watch how you feel before you do something and after you do something, you can get an idea of whether that's a good thing for you. And that's why I stopped playing Warzone because I noticed I would feel great before playing Warzone and often I'd feel pretty low after I played Warzone. And I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna do something that takes my energy down. Christopher said, how to go forward from letting go of toxic habits. One of the best things to do is keep reading, keep learning something new because often the solution you need will not come at you directly through the front door. For example, this book, when you're just looking at it here, you might not think, you might think it has nothing to do with what you're experiencing. But when you read this book, you might be surprised to find that, oh, this book has some really cool solutions and techniques that can help with anxiety, that can help with fear and panic, that can help me to feel better and have more energy. And if you're human like me, you probably want to feel better and have more energy and control the energy you have and not be stuck with anxiety or stuck in your head all day. And this book has a lot of good tips for that. So what helps me? I'm reading and I'm consistently reading. I'm reading and learning something new. And I'm also disciplined if 
it's some negative drama what's wrong with the world i'm tuning that out i'm not watching it i'm not reading your horror story about why the world's horrible today i'm not reading that i'm not watching your news story about what these people did i don't care i realize i know in my heart all things that are happening on this earth like i realize not everybody's living in the middle of a rose garden and you know, having such a fabulous life like I am right now because I remember my own life and what it was like before and how dark it got. And I realized there's people who've experienced darkness that would make mine look like light. And thus, keep reading, keep learning, keep listening to my podcast, watching my live stream, and just do little things every day that help you truly feel good. Not like drinking alcohol doesn't truly help you feel good. At least in my experience, you pay for it. True Things that make you truly feel good don't have any side effects or negative results. No hangovers, no regrets the next day. Do as many things as you can that help you truly feel good. That feel inspired and excited and everything, everything around you... Christopher, if you're from the South and can't read, listen to books on Audible. That's what I do. I love listening to audiobooks. I prefer not to read. I prefer to listen. Listen to audiobooks or listen to my podcast. Listen to other podcasts. I'm going to start looking up some more podcasts I can recommend. I have Tim Ferriss's podcast, Brene Brown's podcast I like. We'll do some talks on those pretty soon. I appreciate you being here for this one and you can look forward to a lot more of these each day.